0: That's what I'm talking about, son. Get you some of that, that go pie. Woo hoo! Looky there! There's your
1: bug-eyed big one right there. Getting started. We're getting started. Here's what I'm talking about. God dang gorilla! Let's go, baby. Straight meat. God, look at that big. This is the Bam Pod. I'm your host, Big Ed. And today, you know, we're in this transition where we've got some really good weather. It's finally cooling off a little bit, but that does mean there's going to be some changes to our lakes. So I thought, you know what, let's go out and get a guy who, you know, if you you fished a long time ago, there were some guys out there when you heard their name on the list that you knew they were going to be fishing in an event. You got a little, you know, maybe not scared, but you got a little nervous. You're like, darn it, now I got to give up my money to this guy. You know, you know he's going to number. You know he's going to get a top 10. You know he's going to be out there. Well, this guy here has done that for his generation for sure. He is one of the top anglers in the West. He is a beast on the water. And so I thought, what a better guy to go out and get on the radio show right now Talking on this podcast is going to be Mr. Ken Ma. So, Ken, welcome into the show, man. appreciate it.
0: Man, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Anytime uh, I can help out and get some exposure and, and talk to all the people is a, a good day. It's a good day. Well,
1: you know, I've talked about this a little bit. And, and you know, coming into this, it's, it's like a breath of fresh air around here right now. Because we got fall is just knocking on the door. We've had some rain, we've had some wind, we've had some cooler days, finally, we're not, we're out of the hundreds for a while, Um, and one of the things that's going to start happening, and I think that people really struggle with it, is the grass is going to start dying off on a lot of our lakes. We are, you know, we have Clear Lake, we've got the Delta, we've got a lot of lakes that are really well known for their grass. We also have a lot that are, you know, not known at all for grass. But I think fishing grass lakes in the transition, then the fall transition, especially where you've got some grasses just dying off, some grasses is doing well. Um, This is a tough time to fish. And as a as a guy who's won a few boats here and there and won a few tournaments in the fall, um, especially on Clear Lakes and the Delta and, you know, all that, I figure you'd probably be a good guy and have some pretty good information to share with the, the folks listening. Um, what do you, what do you think about this time of year?
0: Well, I mean, if we're starting off, we're specifically kind of talking about any lakes that that have any type of vegetation, mm-hmm. um, you know, or anything that even collects on the surface, you know, I I really like when the day's, Get shorter, you know, and that's been going on now for you know about, about the last thirty days. You know, the days right. are gradually getting shorter and shorter. You know, right now, you know, you look up at seven, you know, ten minutes to eight, and it's 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 almost dark. So, yeah. So, I I actually really really enjoy that when it gets into the fall because what happens is is a place that like Clear Lake and Delta, for instance. You know, obviously on the delta, the grass, that's the predominant uh, cover that is in that uh, waterway. So, so even when it dies back some, there's still a lot. And, and, and a lot of grass is uh, can be intimidating to people. You know, because yep. there's just miles and miles and literally like, you know, hundreds of yep. miles of it. Um, so when the days start getting shorter and, the, and you start getting that cool morning, uh, you know, where you maybe got to put some lightweight pants on, you definitely got to wear a sweatshirt. And when that starts happening, the day's getting shorter, the grass will, you know, it starts basically dissipating. It starts dying back. And um, especially between Delta and especially at Clear Lake, when that grass starts dying back, what what I love about it is, is, is it really makes it easier. As long as you do the work, you know, I never use easy and fishing in the same sentence. That's, that's, well, uh, that's, that's a thing of mine. So, But it really does make it easier that as the grass kind of dissipates and there's less and less and less of it, well, the fish have less of it to get into, right? So it actually congregates them or, or brings them to the remaining grass that's left. Um, you know, I, have had, I've had, I had a tournament at, uh, Clear Lake, you know, a long while ago where, you know, the, it was late November and there was just barely some short grass left. Um, it was before forward facing and, you know, you had to find it with your 2d or you had to actually, you know, what, what I do a lot of times in the fall is I'll, I'll have a deep diving crankbait on the deck of my boat.
2: Right.
0: Okay. Even if I'm fishing like, like a lot of times, I'll be fishing like on the north end of Clear Lake in the fall when the water's lower. And let's say the water is anywhere from four to up to nine or even 11 feet, you know. Uh, and then prior to forward facing, so I would take a deep diving crankbait, I would throw it out there intentionally to snag grass. Okay. You know, and then when I snag the right type of grass with that deep diving crankbait, I'd set it down. And then I would throw, you know, a trap over there. I'd throw a chatter over there. I'd throw a, a topwater over the top of it. You know, it was, it was an old school way and it still works today. Even, even with forward facing, sometimes you mm-hmm. want to see how healthy the grass is or what, or if the vegetation has changed a little bit. You know, a lot of times when you have vegetation that, uh, say you have two vegetations that come together, or you have a little bit of of hydrilla there or you have a little bit of coontail mixed in with with what i call that long hippie weed um you know so a lot of times you know um with the four facing you can see the grass but you can't really see the type of grass okay so being able to hook it being able to hook it with your bait and reel it to your boat and really look at uh the grass and look at the condition that it's in you know is it is it nice and crispy still is it um, or is it dying and, and is it all soft? <clears throat> uh, that makes a big difference on lakes like Clear Lake where you're looking for that remaining bit of really crispy, um, you know, kind of short grass that those fish will get, will get around. Because you know, obviously that type of grass attracts everything. It's a circle of life. Right. right.
2: When you're
1: now, a little bit, so a little bit of this, when you're looking for grass, one of the things you said in there was that you were looking for maybe a little shorter grass. Does it matter how thick that is? I mean, obviously for fishing, you know, some of the baits you just described, the rattle, tra- you know, a rattle trap, uh, 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 even a deep diving crankbait or a crankbait out there or something like trying to fish, do you care about how thick how deep it, i mean is it just you want the healthiest grass or are you looking for something that has more to it as far as you know hey i want a big thick grass mat because that way i can get right down the edges of it and work through or i can rip stuff you know throw through that cast mat or not kind that uh rattle trap out in there get it in the again there in the weeds and just rip through it or you want to fish over it or what is it that you're exactly looking for i mean as far as the best is it just the healthy the healthiness of it
0: yeah so really i, I always look at um I, I used to be that way what you're what you're asking me i used to be that way where i would i would look now obviously if you find something that the fish are going to be in then you want to try to find as much of that as possible right But so i i will say that um, but what I was going to say first is what I used to be was, okay, well, I wanted enough grass where I can throw a flipping stick on them, you know, or I wanted enough grass where I could throw topwater over them. You know, now um, what I've learned about myself and just about the fishing is, you know, I fish what's in front of me. Okay. so So if I come to a situation where the grass is kind of died back, uh, it's really like uh, kind of low, low to the bottom, uh, but it's really crispy. Because, thin- you know, like, like a place like Clear Lake, uh, when you get that really tall, uh, stringy grass, it's real hard to throw like a trap or, uh, you know, an LV or even a chatter uh, and especially crankbait, right? Because, you know, you're, you're reeling a, a chatter or, or, or a, a trap through there and, you know, it gets caught and, you know, it's, it's, Hard to rip free of that six, seven, eight, some some of that grass is 10, 11 feet long. Right. You no, know, so it makes it makes it uh, a lot of work. And there's times where it gets frustrating, right? Because you're you're constantly hooking that grass. You know. So uh so I used to always be like, well, I want to look for this or I want to look for that. Uh, so basically now I what I look at is if I find a pot of fish and the grass is thicker. And i just pick up the right tool to fish that grass in that situation
2: okay so yeah
0: yeah. so so that that that's kind of what i look at uh now um as opposed to saying okay i only you know like like in my early days i was real bad at this where all i wanted to do was have a -a stick in my hand Mm -hmm. right so if the grass was not thick enough for me to put a flipping stick on it, I didn't even bother fishing it.
1: Hmm. And you and, know, and that's, I mean as you and, and now as you've kind of gone along, you've got a little more you know you've got a little more I don't want to say mature through it, but your your game has gotten better, or more complete. Um, both um, versatility becomes more important to you is what you're basically saying on this having making sure that you are addressing the the. I guess I'm struggling to say it. I guess that the easiest thing to do is, is instead of trying to look for one spot is fish what's right in front of you and fish it the right way. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess your word versatility is close. I always say being, I always use the term, you want to fish open enough and trust yourself. Okay. You know, and and a lot of people, you know, I, I've had so many lessons uh, where I have failed, um, in fishing. And it was, and many of those lessons were because I didn't trust myself, you know? Um, and, and, and when you have those failures, you know, like, so I'll give you an example of of not trusting myself, you know, so, so like when you're in a tournament or you're fishing that day, and if you're fishing multiple days, what, what happens is, is, is because of either, Long-term history, recent history, or, or something that, that maybe just happened. Um, are, are your, every, every angler's mind is a computer that should be always computing data. Hmm. Okay. So if somebody, even if somebody tells you something and they tell you the wrong thing, um, that will hurt your computer hmm. when you, when you're fishing, that, that'll, that'll hurt your decisions that you make. Uh, you know, if somebody puts a premonition in your mind that, that they don't, they don't give you all the information. So, so what happens a lot of times is like, you know, there was, uh, there was a Lucas oil championship, for instance, uh, back way, way back. Well, not way back, but back in 2016. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had a two pound lead on Lake Mead, uh, going into the last day and the wind shifted and it blew probably 20 to 25 right into my main area and um and I sat there and tried to force those fish um ended up catching one fish um but I ended up forcing those fish and what was funny is that had I just gone around the point and got out of the wind um that later i fished the us open like two months later right around the point which was like maybe three to five hundred yards away from what i thought was my best spot
2: mm-hmm.
0: ended up being ended up being an uh, area twice as good mm. as i was fishing um uh, and 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 i i leaned back on those lessons because i didn't trust myself i didn't trust myself to just be like okay hey i found these fish they're out here in the grass, you know, I'm throwing a trap and a, and a, and a chatter to them, you know, well, the wind's not, the wind's not going to let me fish right here. So let me trust myself and then go around the corner and, you know, let me, let me go win this 75,000 bucks. Right. And that's exactly what would have happened. What would have happened? Uh, you know, cause I ended up losing to Brian Smith, uh, who is a tremendous fisherman and, you know, and I only needed like five and a half pounds to win that tournament. Wow. And I ended up weighing one fish for like almost two pounds. Hmm. You know, and, and it was a lesson Uh, and, and I I mean, I could go on and on, uh, you know, but, but really, you know, going back to the original question is, you know, anglers need to fish open enough, right? you know, and trust yourself. Oh, and, and that's why, that's why a lot of anglers, uh, well, I don't say a lot, but but some anglers do poorly, uh, even though let's say they've had a really good practice. A really good practice, in my opinion, ends up really hurting anglers because what you caught on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday uh, doesn't always equate to Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. And then you're spending Friday, Saturday, Sunday, chasing what you did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday hmm so and, you and are, that are,
1: are, are so you're telling everybody to stop pre-fishing i'm just i'm just kidding but um, um
0: well <laughs> well here no what what i'm saying is is i think that there are times there are times where too much prefish will hurt you because the more you pre-fish and the more prior success that you've had right okay, the more the usually the more locked in you get Okay, and then so when it changes on Friday or Saturday, yeah. right? Which it will right. change. Okay. When it changes, you're gonna be slower to adapt because you, yeah. you have prefished for 10 days and you've had eight days of great success throwing this bait. Right? So right. so that that data clouds your judgment. Right? And then when it clouds your judgment, you're slow to change. And then when you're slow to change, you also don't trust yourself enough to change at that moment. Because you get too locked in. Bash U, folks. Information is pouring over. If you want to learn more about every lake, how to fish shallow, deep, in between, skipping docks and rocks and cranking, slow, wiggling, chatter, smattering, you get it at Bass U. We got the best of the best. If somebody's ever caught a bass on something and perfected the technique, we got you covered. Get on Bass U TV, check it out, sign up, be a member, be part of it, folks. Keep learning. I'm Gerald Swindle. Subscribe to BashU.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's a good point. I mean, I, I, yeah, I definitely. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening right now that can can put themselves in that position and say yeah that's that's happened to me because i know it's happened to me you know it's it's you go out you're like yeah i did really good i know this lake i got it i got it and you go out there and go i don't know what
0: happened to it
2: (laughs) it went away it went away
0: i would say i would say that what i what we just talked about
2: Mm -hmm.
0: is one of the biggest struggles of of competitive angling within anglers that we battle every chance and during every competition yeah and, and, and even even any fishing day even if you're not competing obviously when you're competing you know you're you're on a time frame and and you know there's rules and regulations and things you know it's not just fun fishing you know it's easier to change when you're fun fishing because there's nothing at stake right
1: yeah, yeah and, that, and like, he, oh. yeah and, that, and that's a great point i mean you, you go out and, and it's it's one of those I know you can't approach every day a a tournament day like a fun fishing day I know you can't approach it that way but you've been very successful over the years to say the least is that something that you try to put in your head when you're going out is that you know what I need to treat this just like it's any other day I'm going out to catch fish I'm going out to just read the water let the fish tell me what I'm going to do and
0: and go from there yeah, so what's helped me the most, um, you know, fishing the uh, prior defunct uh, Apex right. uh, event right. where there was no practice and there was a 30-day off limits and no information at all, um, that has taught me to uh, fish in that moment and to trust myself because you, you don't have any other choice. Right. There, there's no choice, right, because you can't practice. You don't know, you know, obviously what happens on day one, you build on that to day two and then hopefully to day three. Um, you know, it's just like like when I won at Arlington on the Columbia River uh, in the John Day pool. You know, the first day I weighed like 14 pounds and I was happy with that. Mm-hmm. But each day, you know, and, and I don't know that body of water. You know, I have like, including the three competition days, I've had five days on that, uh, Part of that waterway my entire life. Hmm. Right, so there were no really preconceived notions, and each day I got better. Each day, you know, the first day I weighed fourteen and change. The second day I weighed like twenty one fifty, and then the third day I weighed almost twenty two pounds. Wow, you know, and 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 that's what happens when you are when you are well, I'll say forced when you're forced to to fish in the moment and, and, and just take what's, what's unfolding. You know, I ended up winning that tournament on a uh, frog and a topwater bait. Uh, I had no idea I was even going to throw a frog until the end of the second day. Oh,
2: okay. And that's how, that's how
0: crazy it is. You know, I had, I had a frog tied on. I had a topwater bait tied on, you know, but you have a lot of stuff tied on when you're fishing (laughs) um, uh, those apex events because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, so so but but you're open, you know, you're kind of looking at stuff, um, and then you're 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 waiting for stuff to unfold and as stuff unfolds, you know, like on day two, for instance, um, I had a I had a one ounce uh, punch and rig tied up. It was in my rod walker.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I pull up to a, I pull up to a Thule, to a Thule patch on the Columbia, like I said, little to no prior experience. And I'm like, man, that looks really good for for a one-ouncer, right? So I I literally put my power poles down. This is on day two. I put my power poles down. I dig a a one-ounce rod out. And on my third flip, I catch a five and a quarter. Hmm. Okay. For the next two and a half hours, what do you think I did?
1: I'm guessing you probably looked for punching places.
0: (laughs) I went to go flip everything that looked like that for the next two hours. Yeah never ever ever got another bite the rest of the tournament
2: hmm.
0: <laughs> Pro- probably not that yeah and and then and
1: i'm guessing that that's what you're what you're saying right now is that yes in that moment you were open and yes you looked at that and said that i Correct. should catch those fish there but at the same time you then shut your mind off and said this is what it's going to do to catch fish this is what it's going to do to win this thing even though that yeah, was and, just and- not the case.
0: Right. And people, people should be able to relate that because, you know, there's somebody listening right now that throws the same color trap, the same color crankbait. Right.
2: Um,
0: they throw it, you know, or the same LV or whatever, whatever lake they're on or the same topwater bait and they get into what I call a rut. I think, you know, that, that's one of the things, that's something that I put, um, on my dash every year is I said, uh, I put on their, you know, I put a couple of things on there, but the last thing yeah. I put is get out of your rut. Yeah. Okay? Because we're, we all get into a rut, right? Now I'm not saying you can go out there and just throw your, you know, open your tackle box and just tie on a hundred things, you know, because uh, that's right. easy, to, easy to say, harder to do. But, but I'm just saying, you know, you, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta pay attention to what the fish are telling you, right? Because they're always, they're always saying something. Um, so, but yeah, that was a, that was my example of, of, you know, again, of trusting yourself in that moment. Um, you know, because again, going back to the original thing, yeah, it's, it's easy not to, it's so easy not to. And then at the end of the day, you're just like, Oh, well, they didn't bite. (laughs)
1: Um, and that, well, and that kind of leads me right back to, you know, where I kind of started this was this is the time of year and, and we get them, you know, we basically get two a year where you get a fall transition, you get a spring transition. And right now we're in the middle of this fall transition, you know, like I said, grass is dying, things are changing. tulies are, be, you know, coming, they're not growing as fast as they were. It's starting to cool down. Days are getting shorter, all these things. And when you talk about, you know, trusting yourself and getting out of your own way and letting it come, Isn't, do you find that this is one of the harder times a year to do that? Or is it the easier time? Like, I feel like during, you know, the rest of the year, you got summer, you've got winter, whatever it is. You can, I don't want to say you can get into the same, you know, throw on one bait and go all, all season long, you know, catching fish on that. But you can get into more of a, this is the position they're in. But as this change comes, as these things um go from colder or from warmer to cold cooler and the water changes and the grass goes away and the toolies don't become such a a great you know place for these fish to be do you find this to be an easier time a harder time because you're just looking for very specifics or is it one of those times when you
0: really have to be open to what these fish have decided to do so i I usually ask this question, like I, I did a, uh, a seminar at Bass Pro last week for uh, the San Joaquin High School uh, yeah. Club, and um, one of the uh, students said, you know, when is your most favorite time to fish?
2: Yeah.
0: And um, and it's always an easy answer for me, right? And I always say, I go, springtime. Yeah. And they're like, well, well, why? I go, because I know. Without a doubt, that if I stay shallow in the springtime on any body of water, and and that's relative, shallow is relative, Mm -hmm. right? So if I'm I'm on Shasta, shallow might be 8 or 10 feet. If I'm on the Delta, it might be 3 or 4 feet, right? Right. And, And the answer I always give is, I know without a doubt that in the springtime, as long as I stay shallow, those fish... Cannot fight the urge, but become shallow. Right? It's in them. They, they want to spawn. They want to. They got to eat first, and then they want to spawn. Right. So they're coming to me. Okay. So it really takes the guesswork out of well, do I need to be in 35 feet or do I need to be in three feet? Okay. So as I know as long as I stay shallow or relatively shallow and get into that transition area, those fish are coming to me. The second most favorite time, and I use that as an example because it sets up what I'm getting ready to say. (laughs) The second most favorite time for me to fish is the fall transition.
2: Hmm.
0: And the reason is, is because, again, those fish, you know, they sense the days are getting shorter, right? They know winter's coming, right? And they're going to, you know, the bait, the bait typically on any body of water, you know, they start balling up start getting shallow and or shallower Mm -hmm. and those fish are going to feed right and they want to eat right so you know in the summer you know like the the spawn the post-spawn transition is always tricky you know and then in the summer they're just summering right and some days they may not eat some days they might eat but when you start getting into these shorter days and especially when you get those first so like the early transition can still be tricky okay and what i call early transition here in california would it be like uh mid to the mid to end of the september right is it going to be an indian summer where it's where it's going to stay warm or is it going to really get cold right and, and it really starts getting what i say cold and, and you, know, you get that morning dew you, you definitely got to wear pants and a sweatshirt you might even have to put a beanie on Um, you know, when, when that coldness starts happening in, um, usually a week or week, week and a half before Halloween. Right. Right. And when that happens and that cold snap really where, where we get two, three, you know, four days of cold, cool weather and short days, that's what really triggers and pushes those fish into that transition and and in my opinion that's when they bite like gangbusters okay you know that's when you can, you can really you know throw like a chrome and blue trap or you know a ghost metal lb you know a lot of shad pattern uh type of vibrating jigs you know and right. you can still catch some really really big ones on top water you know, especially like a walking bait right um you know i've caught them i've caught them on you know creeping a bug bait all the way into november Hmm. you know stuff like stuff like that i mean it's just it's it's a really a fun time uh to fish you know like uh, like if you ask most people at clear lake you know is is the end of september uh more fun or is the end of october more fun and most people will say the end of october
1: yeah as you really get into those cooler days
0: and yeah, you get in those cooler days, those short months, and then they, you know, they start, they start uh, balling up that bait, you know, and then they start blowing them on the seawalls and and on the shallow docks and and all that other stuff, right? They just, they, they, really, really get to what I say. They really get to mowing stuff, you know, and they're just gorged, you know, they're just gorging, you know, they're, you you catch one and it's so fat, it's freaky. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh you know yeah.
0: and you don't you know you don't get that in the summer. You know, they're eating in the summer. Right. You know, and yeah, yeah, they'll be fat and thick, but but in the in the pre spawn, you know, they're 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 freaky yeah. looking because of their eggs. Right. You know, In the fall they're freaky looking because they're just eating, you know, hitch and shad and and crawdads and you know, just, just yeah you know, and, and they're just eating and eating and eating. they, they just don't stop
1: just gorging themselves to, to make sure that they're ready for winter. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's a, and that's a great approach, you know, that's, that's something that um, I, I know that we still probably have, like you just said, towards the end of October. So we've, you know, we're at the beginning of September right now where um, we've still got another month to go till we get to what you're basically saying is probably one of the better times of year to fish, I would say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at all the the championships that Mm -hmm. we have out out here, you know. um, You know, there's a lot of of team championships. Uh, Historically, you know, there's been a lot of uh, Pro-Am championships that that also happen in the fall, in October and November. Yeah. Um, You know, and it's it's really a great time. You know, I know it gets in the way for some people, it gets in the way of deer season and then duck season starts and and all that other stuff. But uh, but the fishing is really, really uh, good, you know, going into the fall. And, then, and you know, and you don't have to deal with, uh, you know, on any of our, you know, even with the Mudlode Lakes or Shasta, Oroville and things like that, uh, you know, when it's still not super cold, you don't have to deal with any of that fog and, and really, really inclement weather, right? Because that starts happening, you know, in mid-November and then Thanksgiving shows up and things like that. So Right cause uh, it's just, just, there's, there's this like 40 day window from, you know, say the beginning, the beginning of October to, you know, mid November that, uh, it, it's just, it's just really fun here. <laughs> Good. Cause I need to get out and fish to get a little more, uh,
1: <laughs> with that, you know, with that said, there's a couple things in there that I heard you, you know, you really talked about and that's. Um, you know, there is that transition coming in and there is the, you know, the others, um, you know, the other sports, I guess, that people do, the other hobbies people have, hunting and that sort of thing, startup. Um, but one of the things you said was was the championships, you know, and some of these organizations have started to migrate a little bit more towards championships in the spring. You know, they're they're going to have them still. What do you feel is, I guess the question is, is Clear Lake the only place to have a championship? Because I've heard that said so many times in ca- in California. Now it's like, oh, the only place to have a, a championship is Clear Lake. If you don't have a Clear Lake, it's just not even worth having a championship. But you mentioned well, you know, New Malonies. You mentioned some of the Motherlode lakes that are putting out monster fish. They're putting out really good weights. You can have twenty pound days without any problem. You can, you know, or you can have Clear Lake, the Delta. The, there's so many other places. What do you really feel about? that with this change coming up in the fall?
0: So I guess from a business perspective, mm. I think it's always good for, for a, uh, um, organization to move their championship around, mm-hmm.
2: you
0: know, everybody, everybody always looks at a championship as quote, uh, uh, a home lake type of deal. Right. Uh, you know, so, so I you know, I think I think when, when you move it around, you know, people know that you're gonna move it around and then people will then make decisions if you go to Maloney's, or if you go to Pedro, um, or if you go to Orville, Shasta, Delta, uh, and Clear Lake, then you know, people can make the decisions on, on what they want to do and then everybody gets uh you know, uh quote, gets their chance on their home body of water. Uh, okay, so, but but to answer your question, you know the the thing about Clear Lake, why Clear Lake is really special, mm-hmm. um, is it it fish is so diverse. You know, it's it's a lake that, you know, it's a lake that you know if you're used to fishing deep, and you like having light line and a spinner rod in your hand, uh, you could go there. Uh, almost year round but you can you know especially in the fall you could go there you know september through november and you can fish your strengths and, and and it's a lake that you can win um finesse fishing right because it's been done you know the same thing goes for you know if you want to go there and stay shallow and you want to power them uh the whole tournament you know you can win you know throwing topwater. you can win with a flipping stick you know, you can win square billing. You can win chatter baiting. You can you can win deep cranking. Uh, you know, you can win throwing a football head jig. Uh, you know, you can win throwing a swim bait. I mean, there mm. the, the lake is very diverse, so that makes it more enjoyable for the customer base. Uh, to 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 go to a lake to feel like um to feel like they have a chance at fishing the way they want to fish, and they have that they have a chance of winning doing what they want to do for nearly
1: 100 years grunden's has built gear you can trust to keep you fishing no matter the weather conditions with head-to-toe coverage of high performance outerwear sportswear footwear and much more it's no wonder grunden's products are backed by some of the bass fishing's most prominent figures such as skeet reese randall tharp adrian avina and Jonathan Van Dam, just to name a few. Grundens, we are fishing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I can I can see that and agree with that to an extent. Um, but to bring up something that enough, you know, and, and I I don't know how you feel about this, but I, you know, I talked to Randy Howell earlier this year, and he was gonna be fishing on Gunnersville, a lake he lives right on, you know. Right, and there has always been this big stigma. And you said something, and you know, my home water, I can fish my home water, but people lose on their home water time after time after time after time. So if you feel like mm-hmm. that, are you are you stating more? But then you said, you know, then you said everything else, and it's kind of like, so is it people have the opportunity with Clear Lake to take a waterway that's maybe not their home water? But treat it like their home water because it is so diverse.
0: So uh, two things there. First thing I want to address is <laughs> winning on your home lake. Any multi-day event, you know, it's especially you know, it's hard right. to win at any two-day. event. It's hard to win any two-day event. It's even harder to win any three-day event. Um, and then, and then even harder when you know, it's in a, a pro am format where you have to catch where you have to weigh your own fish. Right. Okay. Um the the weight and that I would say the eleven hundred pound gorilla that is on your shoulders <laughs> when you're fishing your, your home water. Right. Uh, is you know that home town curse. Yep. Uh, it's real. It's real. You know, uh, I think it's one of the hardest things to do in competitive fishing, Yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, is, is to win on your, quote, home body of water. And, and it goes back to what I talked about earlier, you know, 15 minutes ago, where there's so much history. There's so much going through your mind. Um, there's, there was, there's been so many successes and so many intricacies that are logged in your computer And it's hard to let go of all that data in your moment. Um, And and, and that's really what it comes down to, is that you're trying to force something that you've had a decade or three decades of success doing um, on that day. And on that day, that's not what they're on. Right. No. So um, so yeah, I I I think that 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 is real. You know, Um, you know, like something something for me personally.
2: Yeah.
0: And people may not people may not realize this. You know, uh, obviously I'm known for the Delta being my home water. Right. And um, I can't tell you how many uh, majors where you know I've have finished anything but first, (laughs) you know, my entire career. Right. And, and, and really in 2021, when I won the, uh, the wild west championship, um, that was the, now I had one other smaller, uh, like two day events and things like that. But like I said, when you, when you're looking at a three day event or longer, where you have to catch the fish, you know, you have to catch all 15 fish by yourself. That's one of the, just one of the hardest things to do. on huh. in competitive, you know, in right. competitive fishing. And, uh, you know, so, so think about it in 2021, which was only three years ago in two months, right? that was the first major that I had won on that body of water in like three decades. Wow. Right. Nobody knows that because they just assume, you know, cause I've had, I've had, I have gratefully have had a lot of success on that body of water. Right. Right. But, but, but quietly me and a handful of my friends, that weight was so heavy, you know, and, and when I finally won that one, what I would call a major, that body of water, that weight was lifted off of me, hmm. you know, like prior to that, you think about it so i'm known as a delta person okay so prior right. to that that win um i had won majors on i had won two majors on clear lake one on oroville uh one at arlington one at the after bay one at Barriessa. um and to think <laughs> i'm missing you know, and I'm not saying this to brag. I'm just saying no. this. You know, that I had one. I had one majors at, at all these other places. You know, I I had won two majors at Clear Lake before I even won one on the Delta.
2: Yeah. You
0: no. Know, um, and then when I when I finally got that one, you know, the 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 internal weight off of my shoulders. I know externally it may not look like that to people, right? Because people right. might be like, "Oh, well, I'm in the top ten again on the Delta." You know, go figure. Right? It's not. It's not surprising when you see, uh, you know, uh, Wayne Brazil in the top 10 at Clear Lake. It's not surprising when you see Jeff Michaels and Greg Guterres in the top 10 at Lake Shasta.
2: Right.
0: right. It's not surprising to see, you know, Ryan Friend in the top 10 at Orville.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. You, that's not even as impressive as, as you know, when they make the top 10 at the Delta. Yeah, you know, that's so, true yeah so so that that weight you know gets gets lifted um and so yeah so going back to question i think it's i i believe it's one of the hardest things to do is to win on your home body any time of year
1: yeah and and that's and that's what i was was questioning when you're you know you're talking about that and you're you know like i said with this with this time of year that you're fishing it yes, it's it's are the fish biting better? Obviously, I mean, that's what you were just talking about. Is this is a great time of year in the next, but in the next 30 days, get on the water and start fishing because this is going to be one of those really good times to be out there and catch a lot of good fish. Um, yeah. but with the championships coming up and so many of them focused on Clear Lake, and the way you presented it was that it's such a diverse lake and such a lake that I feel like what. What I took from what you said was that it is a, one of those lakes that the reason they have it there and the reason it is considered one of the top championship lakes is because of how diverse it is, especially this time of year where you can, like you said, you want to throw a swim bait, throw a swim bait, you want to throw a drop shot, throw a drop shot, you want to drag around a shaky edge you know, or a, you know whatever, do it because it, the fish will cooperate and will eat, and you can take a lake that is nothing like your home lake like it's not a Shasta it's not an Orville it's not a you know New Maloney's. there's there's no grass in those lakes that you you know to to really think about um and you can change it into and and still treat that lake like one of those lakes that you would consider your home lake and I'm that's what I kind of took from what you said and I think that kind of explains why so many have championships there <laughs>
0: Bass Angler Magazine is your guide to better bass fishing. Bass Angler is dedicated to helping you catch more and bigger bass no matter what time of year or where you live. This is not your ordinary fishing magazine. Every issue is
1: jam-packed with 30-plus articles from the world's best bass anglers. Bass Angler Magazine
0: is available at BassAnglerMag.com, Tackle Warehouse, Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, Gander Mountain, Walmart, and better tackle shops everywhere. Bass Angler also makes a great gift for any angler. Get Bass Angler today and start catching more bass tomorrow. Visit bassanglermag.com or your favorite tackle shop. This is not your ordinary fishing magazine. Bassanglermag.com. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly what I'm saying. is that, you know, like like if you know, if your strong suit is like I said, fishing deep or your strong suit is fishing shallow or or you want a deep crank, you want a shallow crank, you know, <clears throat> whatever your strength is just about, I would say, you know, no matter where you're from, whatever your strength is, it's the type of lake where you can show up, you know, in the fall, you can, you can start off and primarily fish your strength. um, And you can absolutely wax everybody that we can. Okay. Doing what you like to do, you know, because it's like, it's, it's, the lake is almost like, I'd say there's like three, probably four diversities in that lake. Hmm. You know? And and what I mean by that is, you know, you have like Cash Creek and Rodman, right? So if you're, right. if you like to fish, if you like to fish kind of river, delta, a little bit of current type of stuff, um, you can go into those two sloughs and you can get away from everybody. Right? Then you've got the north end, which is predominantly shallower, a lot of dots, a lot more grass grows. Uh, there's a lot more tulees up on the north end, right? So that's, that's like a second diversity. Right. You know, then you go into midland, you go into mid Lake where uh, the rock piles start. Uh, there's still some grass mixed in, still some toolies, um, still some flats and grass, right And then, and then the, the fourth diversity is once you get like into the narrows and down into the south end, a lot less grass grows. the the water, The water is a, is deeper in that part of the lake. Uh, a lot of deeper docks. Um, you know, a lot of deep rocks where you know you can throw a crankbait and never catch a piece of grass. You know, and you can throw top water down there around those docks. You can, you know, you mean you could throw a, a rigs on that lake and win.
2: Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. So so really, when I look at Clear Lake, you know, it's, it's almost like there's four diversities or four different lakes all wrapped into one lake like, like in the fall yeah you're not yeah. you're not going to take a deep diving crankbait and come to the delta and be competitive <laughs> right you're, you're, it's just you're not you know it's just like same thing with the drop shot right you know you're not yeah. going to throw around a drop shot in the fall on the delta and be competitive now could it happen on a weekend yeah it could happen Right? Because, you know, like the Delta still got them, right? It's still, like right now, it's still taking 17 to, to 20 and a half pounds, uh, you know, to win team tournaments. Wow. You know, so, so any lake that, that has them like that, uh, you know, you put two and three magical, you know, the right days together, and it can still happen. That, that's what's great about those, you know, lakes. Mm-hmm. Conversely, even though I, I always go to the mud load lakes, Uh, shasta and clear lake i always always go to those lakes with a flipping stick in my butt. yeah because you never know when you come up to a piece of wood or 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 some lay down things like that Uh, but the chances of me flipping on clear lake or i mean on shasta orville uh you know pedro maloney's comanche for three days and winning uh, a major event there is, yeah. is going to be very, very rare. I don't want to, I never want to say impossible because you just never know what can happen. This, yeah, that's true. So, but 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 it would be very rare for that to happen. Okay. But but if you take both those techniques to Clear Lake in the fall and somebody says, oh, I won drop shot in 25 feet of water. You just shrug your shoulders and be like, yeah, I can see that happening.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: and 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 if I say, "Oh yeah, I won flipping in a foot of water," you'd be shrug your shoulders and be like, "Yeah, I can see that happening," hmm.
2: you know. But
0: if I tell you I won in a foot of water flipping on Lake Shasta for three days, you'd call me a liar. <laughs> of course, <laughs> <laughs> right? You'd be like, "No way, no way that happened."
1: But you've done it, right? <laughs> um i've
0: tried it I've definitely tried it
1: yeah <laughs> um you know and that's as we get in here you've mentioned a few things here bait wise that i'm i'm pretty intrigued by but is this a gr- i don't want to say a great i mean i think we feel like summer's always been you know that quote unquote best time for top water but you mentioned topwater a lot during this. Is the fall a good, gr- uh, I want to say good, but I want to say great. Is it a great time to go out and fish for um, topwater
0: fish looking for that bigger bite? It, it really is. You know, and, and I think the, the issue that people, uh, the number one thing is that they don't stick with it. You know, when when I say throw topwater mm-hmm. um, on any of those lakes, Shasta, Oroville, you know, all the Muddlewood Lakes, and especially Delta Clear Lake. You know, um, you know, people always tell me, like, oh, I threw top water. I threw topwater. I'm like, well, how long did you throw it? Well, I threw it for the first hour. Okay, so, in an eight-hour day, you threw it at eighth of the day. And, and, and as you get later in the year, later and later, uh, it takes more Dedication to really throw a topwater. You know, like like if I tell you I threw anything, yeah, in a tournament, like yeah. an eight-hour tournament. If I said, well, you know, man, what'd you catch on Well, you know, I primarily caught them, you know, uh, you know, on a trap,
2: mm-hmm. but I
0: caught two on a topwater, and I, I, mean, I threw the snot out of it. Right. That yeah. that means I. That means if, if I told you I threw a certain bait right. hard in my in my estimation i'm telling you i threw it anywhere from four to six hours huh. and huh. i may throw it for four to six hours for one to hopefully three of the right nights okay right it takes that type of dedication you know now of course you might have magical days right um but but as the days get shorter, the water gets cooler. Um, you don't get as the quantity of bites really diminishes, but the quality of bites then go up, increases.
2: Right. And you
0: know, that's so. And.
1: And, uh, yeah, well, and what I was going to say is, you know, and that's a great point, because I think as these days get going and a lot of people and I'm not, you know, there's always the top 10 that's there and they understand what you're talking about and the way that they will approach the way they will attack a lake and understand that, you know what, I may only get five bites today or six. I might not have one of those summer days where I catch 35 or 40 fish in this this time of year, but the five that I got. We're all three plus to five pounders. And that's what it took, right. t- you know, that's what you're gonna be on, depending on what body of water you're on. I mean, if you're catching three pounders at, you know, clear lake, you're probably not gonna be in the top ten, but um, you right. know, but if you catch five, you know, five five pounders, you are, you know, you'll be you'll be right there. Uh but it's one of those things that this time of year, giving up the amount of t- of, of the amount of time that you just talked about four hours, five hours to one specific bait, uh, a Zara spook, uh, a whopper popper, a, a buzz bait, something like that. And all of those, you know, right. imita- imitating shad, imitating fish. That's what you're talking about with what it's going to take. And I, and I know that you can't predict or tell people how to win. You've been doing it yourself for a long time and you know, you can't tell people how to win. You can point them in the right direction, but they have to do the work but to give that much dedication, do you really feel like that's what it takes to win these tournaments?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, there's always a level of risk, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and, and what people have to fight is, you know, I, there's always two ways to get there. Let's say, you know, let's say you have a target weight of, of 18 pounds a day, you know, well, if you go out and you're doing whatever you're, you're, you're doing, you know, something you enjoy doing. And let's say you catch five really nice ones and you have 16 pounds and it's, you know, 8, eight o'clock in the morning. Well, right. then it should be a lot easier for you to pick up a pop water and throw it for the next four hours. If that's what you feel is going to produce that difference maker. Right. Okay. Um, the other way of getting there is... Um, you know, and I always use, you know, I, I'm a lot this way, but I always use Nick Sabucci. You know, he's a really good friend of mine. I always use him mm. as, the, as the epitome of, you know, Nick, um, you know, in my opinion, one of the best topwater anglers that we have in our entire region.
2: Hmm. You know,
0: right. uh, it's something he just enjoys and loves, genuinely loves doing what, you know, and, and when we're saying he'll do it, for eight hours and he'll get five bites and they're all and if they're as long as they're the right ones that's what he'll do yeah you know yeah. um and like when he won the u.s open for example you know uh, i remember talking to him it was like one thirty with a three o'clock land. he had like three fish you know and he's oh. still throwing top water and he started throwing top water at six thirty in the morning hmm Right, so a lot of times it takes that type of dedication, but it's also the fearlessness of okay, well, I can wait three to fish today. yeah, and he's a hundred percent okay with it, you know
1: so i think I think that's a great word to use the fearlessness of it all because in this in this tournament stuff and this. Uh, the way you're going out there is you can't have that in the back of your head that I've, I've got to catch five. I mean, you do, but you, you know, you do have to catch five most of the time. I mean, you're probably not going to win or cash a check on a consistent basis if you're only catching two or three. But you know, to go at that knowing that, hey, I can catch three fish today and I'm okay with it. I don't like it, but it's maybe all I catch and I'm risking the amount of money I put down for whatever to go at this, um, I feel like that's something that, you know, a lot of guys, um, forget about or aren't willing to do. It's like, I've got to keep catching fish. And I see that. And I, and I talked to Ishmael about this one time and he said that too. He said, it's so hard to get people to put that one little bait that they're catching two pounders on consistently down. And go, you can't win with those. You have to catch something else. You have to change and do something else. You have to, like you said, you got to pick up the top water. You got to pick up something that's going to produce that better fish. And I give a lot of props to those guys that are throwing those great big swim baits. Because they're doing that from sunup to sundown. They're throwing a bait that, yes, they know that if they catch a fish, it's probably not going to be a pound and a half fish. But... They're also risking all of it if they catch one nine pounder. Great. You got a nine pounder. You finished 38th, <laughs> you know, but, yeah, but, the, but that yeah. word fearless that is really a part of this event, a part of this. And I think it transitions into this time of year too, because there is that, that window that you might not catch the fish you think you're going to catch this time of year.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's really, you know, and then there's a balance, right? Because yeah. you know, you, you you gotta go off a of feel and that's where I started with, you know, you gotta trust yourself. Right. Um but right. again, you know, if your target weighs eighteen and you know, like I said, you catch sixteen early, it's a lot easier um to, to make to make that upgrade. Those, well well no, it's a lot easier to take those risks. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you know if eighteen's your target and it's eighteen, 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 and that's what's gonna get you there to win. And you know, you have sixteen already and you spend three or four hours on top one and it, it doesn't happen, right? It's it's okay because you already have sixteen, so you're only two pounds behind. So tomorrow if you catch twenty, you're you're where you need to be. And twenty is manageable if eighteen is your target. Right. Right. So, yeah. you know, conversely, if it's, if it's, you know, if it's 1230 with a three o'clock weigh-in and you only have three fish, it's a lot harder to be fearless. It's a lot harder to be dedicated um, in in that situation. Yeah.
1: Oh, I, yeah, I agree, you know? I agree fully. I agree th- fully. I think you're, you know, that's words of wisdom right there from some guy who's done it. So, um, that that's, you know, that's great to hear. Um, you know, we've got about, we got about five minutes left here and we're going to go on this, but I would, I'd like to talk to you just quick. just so this last kind of five minutes, you know, I'd, I'd like to, you know, let people know how to get a hold of you and that sort of thing too. But what do you think coming up with this upcoming year? We took a major hit this year and I'd love to hear your opinion. You were involved, in a lot of this stuff that went down and a lot of these things you had, you know, big wins, you had all that, but with the defunct circuit, uh, you know, our circuit coming up, the BAM circuit coming up, that sort of thing. um, What is your kind of take on what's going on out here in the West coast right now? Have we taken a step back or are we, are we going to be just fine? Um,
0: No, I think we've taken a step back. I mean, it's uh, you know, to, you know, uh, you know, from a personal standpoint, um, you know, I had a lot of the wind knocked out of my sails. Uh, you know, from Wild West going under and the way the way that it went under. Uh, you know, I invested you know my reputation, my time, and my energy. Um, you know, into Wild West Bass Trail and Apex. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so you know, so and I don't I don't want to digress, but no, but um, I think a lot of anglers feel how I, how I feel, you know, you, you you know, you have those events basically jerked out from underneath you. Uh, there's a lot of trust that is, uh, that was lost. Um, you know, and, and with that, there's a lot of cautiousness that comes from all the anglers involved, but there's also cautiousness from anglers who are on the sidelines who are considering fishing, Hmm. Uh, you know, so, so, yeah, you know, and, 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 you know, for me personally, you know, there, there's a, there was a lot of, you know, you know, it's, it's easier to talk about now that we've had time to process, but there was a, you know, a lot of anger, a lot of disappointment, you know, like I said, and, and that has, you know, hurt my individual motivation, you know, moving into 24. You know, I think that looking at what, uh, Alan Gray uh, and MLS are trying to put together. And as active as he has been, looking at uh, Billy at OneBass, you know, adding a, an event. Hmm. So I think that um, his uh, decision to put a open at the end of January uh, at Lake Shasta is, is is a great decision. You know, Wild West for eight seven years has had great success and has drawn record votes uh, during that time of the year there. Um, you know, so so I think there's some some positive uh, things that, that the other companies that um, have, you know, uh, great reputations mm-hmm. and have, have good... brings us to Mark and Bam, you know, uh, with, with Mark, you know, Mark has always had, you know, he's had the magazine, I think, or, uh, you know, the calendar slash magazine right. I think for 17 years, I believe. Correct. You know, so when you have somebody that has had that understands marketing that, that is, you know, selling ads and doing podcasts and things like that, uh, and, and he does have a 17 year uh, track history. Dealing with people in the industry, uh, I think that that positions him in a very unique way to parlay those relationships
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, into the trail. You know, I think that that if anybody uh, was going to pick up the pieces, um, he was definitely one of the people that were uh, in the industry that could pick up some of those pieces. Business owner, he can look at it uniquely and say, okay, I didn't like the way how this stuff was going. Right. Right. So, so I'm going to change it. You know, uh, you know, I always think, you know, I I look at a lot of the social media things that he's been putting out, you know, and, and again, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but it it amazes me how, how critical and negative some people are. I mean, there's a lot of people that are positive. Yeah. And and they're chomping a bit to fish. It also amazes me you know how uh pessimistic and sometimes negative people are and i stopped to think about this and i said this to a couple of anglers i'm like this man has laid out on the outside looking in up to a few hundred thousand dollars Mm -hmm. right i mean he's bought equipment you know he's he's putting together staff um the marketing the graphics uh you know, uh, the, the, the wraps, you know, just wrapping right. everything, you know, uh, just the whole bit, you know, he hired you as the MC, you know, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's not free. It's not. You know, So, so here it is. This, this, this man has laid out, you know, at least a hundred to two, I don't know, at least a hundred to two or
2: $300,000. Right.
0: Hasn't even collected a dime yet. I mean, think about that. Hasn't even collected a dime of any angler's money yet, no. um, and he's and he's working his tail off um, to bring something uh, that's that's needed in our industry, right? I mean, there right. there was a there's a vacuum and a void left by wireless bass trail, and especially the pro tour. You know, if if nothing else, Apex showed our region that something like that is needed in our region.
1: I believe that yeah you know, believe
0: that. yeah yeah so um but you know me you know to answer your question you know i'm 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 you know where i'm at uh being kind of personally uh hurt and the, the sin the wings <laughs> taken out of my sails yeah you know i'm cautiously i'm cautiously optimistic um i love where his mind's at i love where his motivation's at um mm-hmm. uh, you know and i and i've you know, known Mark for over twenty years, and I I trust him as a person.
2: Yeah.
0: So um, you know, but there's still a big part of me is the kind of wait and see. You know, uh, you know, because I was probably the biggest cheerleader uh, for what Wild West and Apex stood for, and uh, you know, because I I loved it, I loved everything about it, and you know, and I had eight years. Back when Gary Dobbins owned it, right. of helping shape of helping shape that tour, those tours. Hmm. So, yeah, you know. Uh, so, well, and that was,
1: and and honestly, that was a rumor that I had heard out there was, and you can and you can snub it right now, or make it, you know, that that you were going to be the one who picked that up and and did something out there. That you were gonna be the uh, you were gonna be the owner of it. You were gonna to try to do something no. yourself.
0: Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I'll say that, you know, during the transition, uh, you know, when when YOS said that they were selling, I mean, I had literally I had seven people call me mm-hmm. and ask me if I wanted to partner with them and buy it. Like that happened. Like yeah. during the two to four week period. Uh, you know, and met was seven different people, right. You know, Hey, do you want to get together, you know, and buy this and this and that and the other. And, and every time I was like, no, <laughs> right. I was like, no. And, and I listened, you know, right. one, you know, one, one of the anglers who's, who's a business person, just like Mark, um, you mm-hmm. know, who's a successful business person, you know, he had the best plan and he said, Hey, look, I think you and I can do this. You're going to have to run it. You can't fish. Right. And I told him, I said, listen, I go, I just, I worked 29 years. I go, I retired last year so I can fish and do whatever I want, not work. Right. Well, And, and the way I am about something is when I, when I believe in something, you know, I got one speed. Right. And I, and I mm-hmm. have one focus and that is to do the best I can do for that one speed and that one focus. And I know that about myself. Right. And, and, and there's no part of me that, you know, when you work, and you know this, if you're a fisherman and you, yep. work, you start working in the industry or, you know, an angler, and you start working in the industry, mm. fishing becomes less fun. Yep. Everything about it becomes less fun. Yep. Right? <laughs> and I have, I have, blessingly, had fishing to give me a relief a release and a release from my prior, prior uh employment right uh, you know it's given me so much of a release that I would never ever want to feel like i'm working in it
2: hmm.
0: no so um so yeah i mean i you know uh there was no part of me ever that truly uh considered buying it you know like i said right. i was approached and called uh by seven different people yeah and said hey do you yeah. want to do this and 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 i listened to every every person you know well what's your plan well i think we can do it for this and do it for that you know and you know some of the conversations it was one conversation other conversations it was multiple conversations but it never it never came down to a place where um uh, you know i sat down at the table and trying to buy it
2: yeah
0: oh because i I just simply yeah yeah, i'm sorry i just you know i simply knew that i did not want to work in the fishing industry because my fun it's a fun sucker it would be a complete fun (laughs) yeah um no and and, i I get yeah and i get that that's that's your passion
1: your passion on that side of it is the fishing side of it And there's nothing wrong to say anything wrong with that. And I think that's a great way to go is, you know, Hey, if this is what you truly love, then do that because that's going to keep, like you said, that's going to be your relief. That's going to be your release. That's going to be your way out of daily stress or life stress or whatever. And that's what people use fishing for a lot and being able to go out there, be at the top of your game and, Uh, you know, look at fishing and say, this is something I'm going to go out. I'm going to have fun today or I'm going to be at this tournament and I'm going to focus and try to win. And I'm going to, there's something just exhilarating about that. And when you start adding work to that, you start making this industry your boss because that's what it ends up being is it ends up being your boss. You may work for, you may own it, whatever. It's your boss and you work for everybody else in this industry
0: now but it is a tough it, one. It, it, it really is a tough is. one the it, it is. And, and here's the thing. The, you know, when you own your own, you know, everybody says, oh gosh, you're so, quote, <laughs> lucky. Right? You own your own business. You can do whatever the heck you mm. want to do. The, the problem with, with small business owners mm. is, yeah, there, there's a lot of lifestyle things about it that are great, but you're never off. Your phone is never off. When you own a small business, it could be Sunday at five o'clock. It could be Sunday at 8 p.m. You know, you're you, you can't afford to not answer the phone. Yep. You know, and and my yeah. thing is, is when I'm at a tournament, I don't want a phone call from from a tournament from one of my staff running a tournament right. asking me, asking me about a question about off limits, asking me about, uh, uh, you know, where is this in the trailer when I'm trying to win this tournament. And then and then it would be a huge conflict. Like Mark. Mark right. has made the decision and he has he has said, you know, uh, publicly, yep. he's not fishing as event. Nope. Right? Yep. Um I've not done fishing, so so there's no way I would own it. Because <laughs> the only way to do it properly, right, is yeah. to not fish your events. You know, you you're you're either a business owner or you're a fisherman. Which one are you? You can't be both. Can't be both. Yeah. Hey, you can't be both. Well, you know, you shouldn't be both. Yeah. You know, there's there's
1: always it's, a conflict or a question there. It's been tried in the past. People have tried to be both. You know, oh, I fish my tournaments. It's a it never turns out well. Never has and I and in my opinion it never will. Um so I think Mark's well, decision yeah. to not do it is correct. It's it's the correct decision, you know, is yeah, but, don't be don't be a part of it on the fishing side of it. Go fish other stuff. But you can't be a
0: part of yours. Yeah, right. Right. And and it's just simple. Are you business are you a businessman? Or are you a fisherman? Yep. Yeah. Right? Pick what you want to be. If you want to be a fisherman, then be a fisherman. If you want to make money with the magazine, you want to make money with the tournament trail and you wanna you wanna build something in the industry that, that will help your legacy, then, then that's what you're gonna do. Right. Um, yep. You know, and that's that's what stopped me all along, right? I mean, you know, maybe eight, nine, ten years down the road, uh, you know, when when I'm done with my the competitive nature of of how I am, you know, <laughs> I would always say you never I would always say you never know. Right. Right? You know, but but for now, I'm an angler. That's that that that's where my love and my passion is and that that that's what I want to continue doing. All right. Well on
1: that note, um... Why don't you let some people know, you know, how they get a hold of you or watch what you're doing or or you know, just stay in touch with Ken Ma. Because I mean, you're not a hard guy to get a hold of. You're not a hard guy to, you know, to be out there. But people should, you know, listening right now, maybe on the other side of the country, they could like, you know what? I like what that guy had to say. Let's let's see let's watch him a little bit. Tell them how to do that.
0: Yeah. So on Instagram and Facebook, I'm at Ken Ma, K-E-N-M-A-H Promotions. Um, On both those platforms, Um, you know, I'm I'm reachable on, uh, you know, also my my personal Facebook page is Mo, So people can reach out to me that way on social media and I'm always active. And, you know, I just, I I love being a part of the industry, Um, you know, and no matter what happens, you know, uh, you know, that's, that's part of the industry and part of the joy that nothing, no one or no, uh circumstance will will ever get taken away from me or, or out of me right? you know it's just something i enjoy uh, genuinely enjoy all right man well
1: thanks again um you know this is that this is that important time of year i think and y- you know you really nailed it here on on you know it's going to get good in another month or so as it as it goes and um, I just really appreciate you coming on tonight and, you know, sharing your info. You're definitely one of the top guys out here in the West. You've been that way for a while now. I think you took the reins away from some of the, the old school guys. And, um, you know, you're, you're definitely going to be the legend out here for a long time. And I
0: appreciate you coming on and doing this, man. Blessed. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a lot. And... You know, um, tune back in because in a couple weeks we're going to have another great angler on here and uh, we'll go from there. So thanks for tuning in.